It's a big number, 80%. The number of people, both Democrats and Republicans, who see those in the other party as a threat to their country, believing if they aren't stopped, America will be destroyed. Polarization, alive and well. Midterm elections coming up next Tuesday in the United States, polarization is at an all-time high. That 80% number is startling. 8 out of 10 Republicans think Democrats are a threat. 8 out of 10 Democrats think Republicans are a threat. What's worse? Over 60% from both parties say they would support their candidate even if he or she had some serious moral failings. I'd say the moral compass is in trouble. For some, politics may have become a golden calf. Where in the world are we headed? Jesus said his kingdom is not of this world. Christians are called to service and humility, not power and politics. Bow down to him. After all, he's the king of everything already. Welcome to Haven Today, here on the final Friday of October. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series called Nobody Wins Alone. For the last few weeks, we've been thinking about underdog stories. And in these moments together, today, we're going to wrap up with the story of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Remember that song from Sunday School? That's VeggieTales singing it for us. And I apologize if that gets stuck in your head for the rest of the day. I'm worried it'll be in my head. But anyway, I really think the story of this smallish tax collector shows exactly what we've been trying to say. This week, last week, if anyone seemed like an unlikely convert, like someone beyond the grace of God, it had to be Zacchaeus. Or at least that's what the Jews around him would have thought. So stay with me. And let's together be encouraged by this underdog story. And of course, we're sharing that story in light of another underdog story, the story of Kurt Warner. Now, he's known as a Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl champ, but there was that time when football was his idol, and he had to choose between football and faith. As long as I have a ball in my hands, I feel alive, kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work? The NFL's not going to draft some dude from the 1AA school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. You got the whole package, kid. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm with the Rams. All those years gave us something others didn't have. Maybe you're ready for this moment. I gotta give the praise and glory to my Lord and Savior up above. And we're world champions. How about the Rams? Some scenes from the American Underdog movie on the life of Christian football player Kurt Warner. After the program, I want to send you a copy of this DVD for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. Kurt's story is filled with faith, family, and football. He was a true underdog who learned to put Christ first. And then the Lord surprised him 
with an unbelievable platform to praise his God and Savior, Jesus. Whether you like football or not, this compelling and heartwarming story will remind you of how our purpose in life is to glorify God in all we do. Our number to call after the program to make your gift and request the DVD is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the trailer and a clip from the movie, and then make your gift when you visit haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Now I want us to return to the story of that smallish man I mentioned a moment ago. We open with the Porter's Gate, Sandra McCracken and Paul Zack. Jesus, our Lord, came to seek and to save. He sought me out and he called me by name. Foolish and proud like a sheep gone astray. He said, child, to your house I will come today. Much I have gained, but I'll give even more. Half of my wealth, it was robbed from the poor. Oh, this injustice, Lord, help me restore. For you called me by name and said, sin no more. Salvation has come. Salvation has come to this house today. He said, it's more blessed to give than receive. To open my hands to the ones I've deceived To bring reparation of all I have thieved Hallelujah, hallelujah, yes, now I can see Salvation has come Salvation has come to this house that came out in 2020, and that is Zacchaeus' song here on A Haven Today called Nobody Wins Alone. I think that's an important thing for us to remember, especially nowadays. The world around us is constantly telling us that we deserve this or that. We are bombarded by the idea that we're self-made women and men. 
We can pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. The problem, of course, is that this just plain isn't true. We can't do anything, anything apart from the Lord. In fact, he's the one who even gives breath to breathe to you and me. Well, I hope if you've listened to any of this series that you were reminded that nobody wins alone. We are not self-sufficient. God often uses the underdog just to remind us that he's the one in charge. Kurt Warner found that out a couple of decades ago. He went from working in a supermarket stocking shelves to an arena league player to a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But he didn't pull himself up by his own bootstraps. No, he finally had to realize that God put him where he was. And that's, of course, the same with us. Anything good we have isn't ours because we're so great and we've earned it. All our blessings come to us from God's fatherly hand because we're all underdogs, just like the people we read about in the scriptures. And what I want us to do now is think about a small man. He was small in stature and in the eyes of his fellow countrymen. And I'm talking about a tax collector and his name was Zacchaeus. For such an unusual name, the story is so familiar to many of us. And of course, we heard a sample from the children's song with the lyrics, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as I said earlier, if anyone seemed like an unlikely convert, it was Zacchaeus. We read about his story in the Gospel of Luke. Chapter 19, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Just a few very short words, but jam-packed with information. Jesus was on his way up to Jerusalem. Really, Luke's gospel is a book of journeys. And when we come to chapter 19... Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. Now, the disciples didn't really get that yet, but they knew that something important was going on. And as they were on the road, they came to Jericho. Now, that's a name with a lot of history behind it. I've said this before. I grew up the last half of my childhood in an oil town in Oklahoma, a town that Hardly anyone outside of Oklahoma has ever heard of, other than the, the Indian tribe, the Seminole Nation. But there are some cities that are household names. Hollywood, where this program was founded. New York City, Paris, London, Toronto. These are the places that instantly might bring something to your mind. Well, Jericho was one of those places for an Israelite. Whether they lived in the Old Testament or fast forward into Jesus' day. We've all heard the story about what happened at Jericho. It was the fortified city in the path of the Israelites as they entered the promised land under Joshua. If they were to conquer the land, they would have to do something about Jericho. But that's the first thing. They couldn't do something about Jericho. The walls were too high and they were too thick. But surely you know the story. Yahweh himself went to war and knocked down the walls of the city. 
he handed victory to his people on a silver platter. And do you remember what Joshua said after the victory was complete? Cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild this city. Jericho, at the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundations. At the cost of his youngest, he will set up its gates. And that is exactly what happened many years later. So Jericho was a name with a lot of history. And the Jews would have thought about these things wherever they heard the name of that town. So they would have had an assumption, fair or not, that nothing good could really happen there. And remember, Jericho is where Achan's greed led to his death and the death of his family after God defeated Israel at Ai. And so a tax collector in Jericho pops up. There was no hope for that person, or so they would have thought. A Jewish tax collector? He was a traitor to his people. He sided with the Romans. He took taxes from his people, and whatever he took beyond what Rome required was his to keep. So the fact that Luke says he was wealthy is a code word, meaning he was greedy and dishonest. But then Jesus came that day, and Zacchaeus was quite intrigued. But there was a problem. He wanted to see this man, Jesus, but he was a short man, and he couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was going to pass that way. Not only was Zacchaeus looked down on by his countrymen, figuratively, since he was a tax collector, but Luke tells us they literally looked down upon him because he was so short. So he came up with this solution. He was so desperate to see Jesus that he was willing to do something quite embarrassing for the day. He climbed a tree in the middle of a big crowd to watch the Lord pass by. But that's when things got even stranger. When Jesus reached the spot, he didn't keep looking ahead. He looked up and he said to him, he knew his name, of course, Zacchaeus, you come down here right away. I'm going to stay at your house today. So we know what Zacchaeus did. He came down the tree at once and he welcomed him gladly. Now, Jesus did a lot of surprising things during his earthly ministry. But this was one of the most surprising. If anything, the people around him would have expected him to rebuke this chief tax collector, Zacchaeus, to call out his greed and oppression of his fellow Jews. And that's exactly what we read. All the people saw this, and they began to mutter, He is gone to be the guest of a sinner? Well, it's hard to think of a more unlikely underdog than Zacchaeus, a short man in Jericho, a greedy chief tax collector. Certainly he was a sinner. He was a hopeless man. Well, hopeless if left to himself. But that's the beautiful thing. Jesus came to save sinners. Remember how Jesus said, I must stay at your house today? Well, the word translated as must in the Greek is the word day. And it's a very important word in Luke's gospel. It is used to describe why Jesus came. It was necessary for him to come and save sinners. Remember the parable of the prodigal son? At the end, when the father was outside talking to the elder brother and trying to convince him to come in, 
He said, we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and it's alive again. He was lost and is found. And that word had is our word day in Greek. And it's the same thing here. Zacchaeus was a lost man. But then Jesus found this lost man. And how do we know that? Because of what we read next. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. I find that truly amazing, especially living in a greedy Western world, and I can certainly be part of that greed. What a change, so quick a change. This isn't how we expected things to end up. We figured he would be like Achan, and his greed would lead to his judgment. But no, Jesus was gracious and showed mercy. The Holy Spirit got hold of Zacchaeus's heart and wouldn't let go. And so that's when Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek, but also to save the lost. That's why Jesus came, to save sinners like Zacchaeus, sinners like you and me. We're all underdogs in that way. No matter how much money or fame or power we've acquired, whether we're respected by others or laughed at behind our backs, when it comes to sin, we're all in the same boat, and the boat is sinking. And that's exactly why it was necessary for Jesus to pass by that day, to go through Jericho and to save Zacchaeus, like he's still saving sinners today, to live and die and rise again for underdogs. So, as we rest and as we enjoy our weekend, I want you to remember that. You and I are sinners. We're even underdogs. And if we were left to our own devices, we would only lose again and again. But Jesus came for us. He lived for us and died for us and rose again for us so that we can trust in him and we can know that nobody wins alone including you including me he came to live live a perfect life he came to be the living word of light he came to die so
That's from his Platinum Praise album, Tommy Walker. 
We haven't had him in the program in a little while, but that's his great song. That's why we praise him on a haven today. A blast from the past, if I could use top 40 language from my younger years. Perfect words about our underdog today. Nobody wins alone. Well, we've been thinking about the extraordinary life of underdog Kurt Warner, as well as the life of Zacchaeus. The Christian football player Kurt Warner gave praise to God when he won his first Super Bowl. But it took him some time to get to that point in life. When you watch the new movie made about his life called American Underdog, you'll see this transformation. He laid aside the idol of football. He began to follow Jesus. And that's when God opened some exciting doors for him to glorify the Lord. So... I want to send you a copy of this DVD for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. Whether you're into football or not, this compelling and heartwarming story will remind you how your life can truly change when you submit to the Lord and you start living for Him. I want to send you the American Underdog DVD for your gift to Haven Today. Here's the number. You need to call right now. We're answering the phones 24-7 through the weekend. Call us now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can go online, watch the trailer and an excerpt from the movie, and make your gift when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Have you ever felt alone? Maybe you were in a foreign country and didn't speak the language very well. Or you moved to a new neighborhood you started going to a different school. It's an old cliche, but it's true. Sometimes you can be alone in a crowded room. Sometimes we all feel like we're far away from everyone else, and spiritually, all of us are far away from God. At least we would be if it weren't for Jesus. Remember what Peter said on the day of Pentecost? The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. No one is ever too far. Come to Jesus. He will never cast you out. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.